You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good evening, everybody. Locked On Browns, your Friday edition for week eight of the NFL season. Minnesota Vikings, Cleveland Browns getting it down in London. Uh, If you guys didn't get a chance to hear this week, I was able to join a good friend, Andy Carlson, on the Purple for the Win podcast. Uh, Andy does a great show, episode 444. So if you want to know about a guy who's getting it done in the podcast world, anytime you can reach a number like 444, you know know the guy's got the the credibility and the staying powder. So please go ahead, check that out. Uh, Me and Andy chopped it up for about 25 minutes, anything, you know, Browns Vikings game related to uh, you know Andy got a young daughter I got two daughters uh, almost ten and almost eleven so we shared a little tips in that department but you guys should go ahead and check that episode out on Purple for the Win podcast iTunes you can find it pretty much anywhere Andy does a great job like I said with the show also any other Vikings news you might uh, need feel free to check out the Locked On Vikings podcast uh, Sage Rosenfels does some episodes over there some former you know former NFL quarterback. Uh, those guys do a great job with that show, so anything you need, please check out Locked on Vikings. Uh, we'll start here today. Uh, you know, Obviously, a little bit of a different week, the way the news cycle comes in when we're dealing with the London games. Uh, I'll give you where we're at injury report-wise. Obviously, look, uh, Miles Garrett, uh, number one overall pick, uh, has been outstanding in the limited time he's played so far, four sacks or three games. Never made the trip to Cleveland in the concussion protocol. Uh, I told you, you know, earlier this week, once we found out he was in the protocol, uh, as much as they have invested in the future, they think Miles Garrett's going to have. Uh, they weren't going to risk it with bye week being next week. Uh, huge loss, obviously, with Miles Garrett not being there. But be that as it may, you still got to play the games on Sunday. And you know, for Cleveland, this is where you're at. Uh, doubtful. We're looking uh, Larry Ogunjobi. Uh, he's doubtful this week, as well as Jason McCourty. These, uh, I mean, the the as good as the defense was. You know, we're starting to talk about some of the bigger names, you know, being, you know, possible guys who aren't going to play. And look, again, they have that bye week looming. It's the best chance and the opportunity for these guys to rest up. I'd be surprised if we saw either of these guys. I think both of them probably will end up not playing. And then maybe you just have, you know, hope, get yourself as close to full strength as you can for week nine. Uh, questionable, Jabril Peppers did do some things at practice today. Again, this is another one in the same scenario. Uh, maybe there's a chance we see Jabril. Maybe, you know, obviously better than the other two guys with the questionable status. Hopefully we get a little bit more information out of, you know, London tomorrow about these guys and where they're at. Uh, look, they need these guys. You're going against one of the more complete teams in the NFL right now, the Vikings with their 5-2. and two. Balance on offense, strong defense. You know, you need everybody healthy, capable body on the roster. It, maybe, it's, it, it, sadly, it's just not looking that way. They're going to be without some firepower. For the Minnesota Vikings, uh, coming in, obviously, you know, Sam Bradford's uh, out, you know, been out for a while. Does not, uh, not going to see Teddy Bridgewater this week. The game plan is to play Case Keenum as they go into the bye as well and then reassess where they're at at week nine. You know, the Vikings looking at an opportunity here to be six and two, you know, where they, you know, had Case Keenum take the majority of the reps for this team. Uh, pretty, uh, you know, pretty uh, enviable scenario for Minnesota. You know, hope maybe Sam's healthy. Maybe you get to see Teddy. I know everybody's you know anxious with anticipation, hoping to get to see you know Teddy Bridgewater back on the field again. We'll know more of that week nine. Uh, Biggest concern they have: uh, Stephon Diggs did a full practice today. Still listed as questionable with the groin. Uh, Look, you 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 do a full practice on a Friday. You got to think you're playing. Uh, Yeah, it just I 
I don't see how he would sit. Um, he is not the number one receiver as far as you know receptions and yard. Uh, you know, with Thielen, you know, but I think Stefan Diggs is kind of the straw that makes uh, you know stirs the drink for that wide receiver core. Uh, seems to get better each year. You know, gets dinged up here and there, but Stefan Diggs, legit, legit deep threat, and just you know as the you know the years go on, Stefan Diggs just upper ups his name on the you know wide receiver. You know, power chart, power rankings, if you will, in the NFL. Uh, Mac Alexander, uh, you know, quarterback, uh, former quarterback out of Clemson University. Uh, he's listed as questionable as well. Did get in some work. At this point, you got to think he's probably playing as well. So Minnesota comes into this game pretty much on the healthy side, looking pretty solid, which makes it really, really tough for Cleveland. You know, Cle uh, it's just a tough spot, obviously, with the guys that are going to be down. Uh, we're going to get in a little bit here with the Minnesota defense. Uh, first off, when we're talking about this defense, uh, we're going to talk about here they are 15th in passing yards allowed. Uh, you know, obviously saw a lot of that came with, you know, knocking Aaron Rodgers out early in the game and facing Brent Hudley in his first NFL action. But, you know, be that as may, this team, you know, they get it done. They can get after the quarterback, you know, 15th in the league in passing yards allowed. Fourth in the NFL and rushing yards allowed. It's not going to be a good thing for this Cleveland Brown offense who's been stagnant in trying to get a running game going to this point. Uh, points allowed. Again, Minnesota, top 10 number, 7th in points allowed. You see why this team is 5-2, and two, even though the fact that they are essentially playing with their third-string quarterback for, you know, 75% of the time. Strong defense. It's going to aid whatever quarterback you're playing. You know, Case Keenum, you know, he's had some flashes where he's looked pretty good, but even if he was just giving a Trenton Dilfer-esque performance, he's, you know, he's doing enough that this defense is going to carry this team you know, just got to make a couple plays or two here and there. You know, you know, get a couple of third down conversions and just put your team in a solid position to win each week is what Minnesota's done to this point. Also, 21 sacks in seven games. Puts them in the top ten well uh, number as well there. Just a solid defense all around. You know, a lot of draft capital been spent on this defense, and it's really, really starting to show off for this team. Uh, defensive bands, Everson Griffin, uh, Danell Hunter. These guys can get after it. These guys can get in the backfield. They pin their ears back. They make a lot of plays happen. Uh, just a solid duo. You know, I, I talk a lot about how I think, you know, Miles Garrett and Emmanuel Ogba are going to be a solid duo as the years go on. If you want to point to a duo you'd like, maybe they'd be, you know, similar to this, be able to give you this type of production, you know, as far as pass rushers. This is what you're hoping for, you know, with these two guys, hopefully, you know, Peppers and Ogba playing, you know, more and more and more and playing together. But, you know, let's get Miles completely healthy before we get to that point. Uh, key to their you know runs uh, stopping the run. Linval Joseph, Tom Johnson. These guys are a couple hogs in the middle. You know both big boys plus 300 pounds. Eat up the space, consume blockers, allow their linebackers to run around and make the plays. Uh, Anthony Barr, uh, strong side linebacker. You know Anthony, you know was you know the rare athlete in college. Went from wide receiver, went to defensive end, played strong side linebacker. Solid pass rusher. As you know, he is the one that sent Aaron Rodgers, you know, out with the broken collarbone. I don't want to hear one word about it. The hit was clean. Just an awkward fall for Rodgers. Yes, one of the great, great players of the game, but the hit was clean. And, you know, sadly he's gone. But, yeah, no blame to Mr. Anthony Barr. There's nothing wrong he did. He was just getting after a quarterback and making a play. Uh, Eric Hendricks, really, really good athletic linebacker. Makes a lot of plays, chases the ball well, chases ball carriers well. You know, pretty decent in coverage. Uh, you know, I, the Duke Johnson matchup may not be the great thing in the world for him, but uh, you know, we saw last week where they're trying to feature Antonio Crowell in the, in the passing game. 
I don't see any issues at all why Eric Hendricks should not be able to handle him in that capacity with Crowell. Look, you know, play Matt Days, play Duke Johnson, get these younger guys on. We know what we have in Crowell. I don't see any reason why he's going to be a part of this team at 18. Just go ahead and move on and play the youth. I can't scream this enough as the weeks go on. Uh, you know, Trey Wayne's uh, making a lot of plays, you know, tackling and getting involved in the run game and physical. Still liabilities and, liabilities and coverage. I was never the hugest fan of him. The, the first round pick on him didn't make a lot of sense to me. But luckily, that's offset when you have a soft number two cornerback. When you have an absolute stud of a number one cornerback in Xavier Rhodes, you know, for, number, uh, former number one pick out of Florida State. Uh, I mean, it brings everything you want. Great size to the position. Great length to the position. Uh, as the years go on in the NFL, you know, he's, he, he gives you a Patrick Peterson type presence. Uh, just n not enough superlatives, you know, for Xavier. Throw up the X. Guy is getting it done. You know, has to face Green Bay twice a year. You know, has to face a solid passing quarterback in Matthew Stafford. This guy's shown well. Deserves every dime he's making. Just one of the top cornerbacks who probably does not get the pub he deserves in the NFL. Uh, you know, I've seen Xavier, Xavier, obviously, as you guys all know, a huge Florida State fan. Guy's always gotten it done from the early days in Florida State. He's going to be an issue, and i got to be honest with you, he should be in for a big game Sunday. Uh, I don't even know if you can look to his side of the field because I don't know if there's a wide receiver on this Browns roster who could even make, you know, Xavier Rhodes even sweat or even bat an eyelash at any opponent you put against him on Sunday. Safety position. Uh, you know, second-year second, uh, second year player, sixth-round pick, Jairon Curse, uh, Clemson, huge, huge safety. You know, six foot four, probably these days, probably closer to 230. Big guy, not as agile, but a great, great compliment as a strong safety, strong in run support. When you have a guy like Harrison Smith, Harrison Smith, fantastic free safety. He is smart. He reads the play as it develops. He has the innate ability to beat the quarterback to the read, which turns into the interceptions and the plays he makes. Uh, it's a solid. I mean, when you have two players in a secondary that are capable of Rhodes and Harrison Smith, it's just going to make for a long day. This is going to be an extremely tough test for Deshaun Kaiser. Uh, Harrison Smith makes a living on, you know, interceptions and, you know, reading bad balls and making these plays. And now here you have Deshaun, who's, you know, obviously the confidence is rattled, has a coach who maybe doesn't have faith in him, coming from a college career where the coach didn't have faith in him. Huge test for a guy like this week with Deshaun Kaiser versus Harrison Smith. If there's one matchup you kind of want to keep your eyes on, it's going to be Kaiser versus Smith if the offensive line can give Kaiser enough time to go through his reading progressions. Um, three keys for the game I'm going to give you for the Browns offense. How's this O-line going to look this week? Look, here's an organization where they've had the stability for all these seasons of we've got our left tackle. He's a top shelf, top five offensive tackle in the game. And now you, here you are, you know, stepping into the water for the first time, stepping together as a team into a fight. You do not have Joe Thomas. You know, it's going to be key how this is handled. You know, I think how they handle it this week will not be necessarily how they handle it after the bye week. But, look, no Joe Thomas. Who's going to step up? Who's going to be the leader? Who's going to rally these guys together? You know, you got to do something to uh, take the, you know, make things easy on the young quarterback and hopefully establish a little bit of a running game. And that's point number two. Can you get any semblance of a running game going? You've not really been able to do it against teams with bad rushing defenses. 
so here you are now facing one of the premier rushing defenses in the NFL and the Minnesota Vikings. Look, get Duke Johnson in the game. Get Matt Days in the game, like I mentioned earlier. It's time. Fresh blood. Even if you want to just play Days for the fact of the legs are fresh. You know, he you barely seen any reps. Put the fresh legs out there against these tougher guys. Maybe he can find a crack in daylight. You play Duke. Maybe if there is daylight, he's got the speed to get through and bust the big one. The Crowell game, it's tired. It's old. Just stop with it already. You know, the 3.2 yards per carry. Do the math. Three carries, three yards. You're getting a fourth and one. Even if you did that all game long, you're punting every single drive. Just stop. It's enough already. Move on from it. And point three. Look, Deshaun Kaiser, this is a really, really difficult matchup, obviously. With the offensive line, you know, they're going to be in a transition stage. Obviously, you know, the solid secondary, Xavier Rhodes, you know, uh, Hendricks, like I mentioned, the middle linebacker, you know, Harrison Smith. This is a really, really tough matchup for Deshaun Kaiser. He cannot turn the ball over this week. It'll just be crippling, and it's going to be tough because these guys are capable of doing it. I think that's why point two, the running game, is going to be so key. You've got to make this a little bit easier. You've got to slow the ball. you got to slow the game down. So at least, you know, this offense can try to get something done. You can't expect the defense to be on the field the whole time against these guys. Uh, two questions we've got this week. I appreciate you guys, as always. Any questions, tweet them over to Locked On Browns. Tweet them over to me at my personal account, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Like I say all the time, uh, you know, look, I know what I want to talk about, but I want to know what you want to talk about. The best way I can do that is listener questions. First one, John, Co- uh, John Coupo. I'd love to get your take on the Cleveland Brown theory of insert Miss QB name here wouldn't have succeeded in Cleveland anyway. Look, uh, as Cleveland passed on Carson Wentz, I wasn't the biggest Carson Wentz fan. I, I think making the jump from North Dakota you know, to the NFL is a huge, huge step. That being said, in year two, he's looked phenomenal to this point, has his name in the MVP rung. But part of the reason he has that is because he's got some weapons there in Philadelphia. He's got a consistent running game in Philadelphia. Uh, the offensive line was fantastic, which is the one advantage Kaiser does have. But look, you can't always go back and pick up milk after it's spilled and still drink it. So, you know, with, you know, Wentz, yes. But you're still reaping benefits of the Carson Wentz trade. So take your time and, you know, let's see where it folds and let's see the team, the roster that's being put out there in 18. And Deshaun Watson, um, look, uh, even if they stayed at 12, there's a lot of talk that it was Malik Hooker was going to be the pick, which you can see with what Greg Williams is doing where you're taking you know your deep safeties and putting them more than 20 yards off the line of scrimmage. You can see how a guy like Malik Hooker would have benefited in that place. Uh, you passed on Deshaun Watson for another first, uh, you know, for uh, uh, the, uh, the later pick, obviously, which turned out to be David Njoku. Uh, then yet a, uh, I'm sorry, Jabril Peppers. Then, you know, for another number one pick this year, which at this point, you know, it could be a top ten pick. Uh, Jacksonville made another move today, which solidified them in the AFC South. Tennessee's still, you know, looking pretty solid. So you have no idea how high that pick could be from Houston. Maybe you go that quarterback route this year. Uh, for me, the Deshaun Watson question was, look, the velocity, it was a concern at the combine. The number was a little bit down from his, you know, his peers. So my thinking was put Deshaun Watson in a situation where, you don't even have to bring up, you know, the velocity number, the arm strength number. That's why I loved Houston. Eight home games, eight dome games a year at home, a ninth dome game on the road, a tenth game in Jacksonville. If there were velocity concerns, and you know, I'm not sure if how real that was or if it wasn't. But for me, I want what's best for the player. 
I thought it was a great scenario. Uh, look, I mean, the winters and the late, you know, falls here, weather-wise, don't seem to be like what they used to be years ago. You know, maybe global warming, maybe not. But, you know, sometimes you just got to look at a guy and say maybe he's not the best fit in a game, you know, in a, in a, with a team or a stadium where, you know, elements are an issue. But, again, you cannot drink the milk after it's spilled on the floor. You've got to look forward. Uh, I, I understand you Cleveland fans are upset. You want wins, but you're overlooking things like you have an offensive line in place now. You pretty much have everything but a free safety in place now on defense. You know, there are positives here. You guys get negatives because you're not getting the W's. I get that. I truly do. But you have 80 to 100 million in free agency this year. You have 12 more draft picks to make in 2018. Let's start pulling, you know, looking for wins in 2018. Look, 2 and 14, any better than 0 and 16. There's no way you're ever going to convince me of it. So, guys, just relax. Let's finish the string here. Let's get through this Minnesota game, get healthy, and let's see how everybody here, these young kids, look here for the second half of the season. Hopefully, a better chance of contending in these ball games, a better chance of stealing a W here or there. Guys, Locked On Browns, your Friday edition, London Week, Minnesota Cleveland. I appreciate you all. Like I said, anything, anything you need, anything you want to talk about, anything of that nature, hit up the Twitter accounts, guys. Couldn't appreciate you more. Good night.